Welcome to, welcome to the Over 50 Acceptance Workshop. My name is Sue, and I'm a compulsive overeater and your moderator for this meeting. Hi, Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we get started, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please make sure. This session is being taped. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Please remember two hatters, i.e., OA members affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are requested to speak on their recovery in OA program only. An Ask It basket will be circulated for the question and answer portion of this session. If there is any press in this room, please respect our anonymity by not taking any pictures using video camera or using our full names. The format for this session is as follows. Two speakers will share for 20 minutes each, followed by 10 minutes of question and answers. The topic for this session is um, over, I'm sorry, over 50 acceptance of readers. Um, and our first speaker is Jody. Okay, where's the timer? Great. And you're going to give me notice. I, okay, give me, give me notice at five minutes, all right? And um, I'm Jody, and I'm a grateful abstaining compulsive overeater. And this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. I was supposed to go second, but I'm, I'm trying to adjust. Now, um, I, um, I've been given very specific instructions because this is a topic meeting. Several people have come up and asked, is this that you're 50 pounds overweight, or is it, is it you know, what, or is it just acceptance of, is this an age thing, or is it a weight thing? Trust me, it is an age thing. And uh, I'm saying that right off the bat, I want to tell you what the person who asked me to speak told me to say first. Briefly, briefly qualify. 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 Um, um, I'm uh, to qualify for this particular topic. I'm 67 years old. I came into Overeaters Anonymous when I was 36 years old. I went to my first meeting. If any transplants from Los Angeles are here, I went to my first meeting at um, Crescent Heights in Olympic Boulevard <laughs> in in. Um, 1977, April Fool's Day, and I kept going, uh, I kept going back to that one meeting a week, and I want to just tell you, because my co-sponsor and I read at lunch the pamphlet, I don't know if anybody's read it, I'm sure all the people that were on the committee that put on this marvelous convention here in San Jose read it, but if you haven't read it, it's 
it's riveting to to understand why I'm still here after all these years. Um, I identified from the first time I, you know, I hit the seat in the back room at that first meeting because people were sharing their recovery, and we have a threefold recovery, and it's it's on on three different levels. I saw physical recovery, I saw emotional recovery, I saw literally people happy, joyous, and free. So, I, I just want to say that I'm maintaining about a 65 to 70 pound weight loss. The only reason I don't know um, what it is is that I stopped weighing at 199. I just, I, 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 and I gained more weight after that, but, so I don't know what the exact figure is. Something like that. And I've meant, and I, and I, in March 1st, I celebrated 30 years of abstinence. And, um, so, and I think because I did, I think really, if I, if I go deep, I think that's how I got to be 67 years old because, um, I would be dead are one of those ones that's in the house and can't get out. Uh, I mean, literally cannot get out. They can't get out through the door. I was a volume eater. So that's enough of that. Now we're going to go to the topic. How do you deal with being an old person? How do you deal with, 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 with actually blending in to the woodwork? I mean, uh, how do you how do you accept that people are talking over you, uh, people are ignoring you in the store? I mean, you're an old person. I mean, what, what do they have to offer? And so, how how do you deal with that? I just want to tell you something that recently has happened. My my um, just um, at the end of May, my my mother died, and she was 92 years old, and she hadn't recognized me or any of her children for the last six or seven years of her life. And um, so in the back of my mind, literally, in the back of my mind, every time I put the lettuce in the trash can and the, and the, and the, and the, and the knife that I've been cutting the lettuce with in the refrigerator, I think, oh, it's going. It's going. I mean, it's, 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 it's I'm going to be, I'm going to have Alzheimer's, you know. But then when I come back to reality and what this program has taught me is that I am powerless over time marching on. I'm powerless over the color of my eyes. I'm powerless over how tall I am. I always wish to be at least three or four inches taller because I could carry more weight and I could eat more if I was a little bit taller. I mean, there, there are all kinds of ways that I have not accepted my body and have been judgmental and critical of it, even to the point of today thinking, well, every... Every woman in here knows that you really look better in dark clothes. You really look trimmer. It's, it's, 
just, that's what, and these wonderful contingencies from Sacramento back there that have received me since I moved up here uh, in October. Uh, they have probably seen me in nothing but black clothes with, with an overshirt, but my co-sponsor said I should wear something light and um, so I can actually blend into the woodwork, but also... <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I, I want to talk about uh, what I think is at the root of my, the various times. I'm, I'm getting better. And that's five minutes? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's what's happened. And it, you know how you see the cartoons where, where somebody's being chased and, and the thing goes off the cliff and it's still running and then it looks down and it says, oh my God, you know, and it falls down. Well, here's what happened. I believe, I believe, forget about the facts that everybody ages. That has nothing to do with it. I believed and bought in to the fact that I would work until I dropped and that I would just go, 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 go. And, and, and I was very prideful, very prideful about it because I got off on younger people saying to me, oh, my God, Jody, how do you do it? I don't know how you do it. I, I couldn't. You work circles around me. And it, was, it was an ego thing. It was a big ego thing. And not until I literally completely turned my life around and moved to Sacramento in October of last year that I, I, I closed my office, I sold my home, I came up here, and, and I went, oh, my God. I... I'm tired just like everybody else. I need a nap just like everybody else. I, I really am going to have to accept that I'm growing older and things happen that are growing older. I, I, I have to say, for me, my probably my best tool on accepting growing older is humor. Because I mean, if I didn't, ha I mean, I, and and you, all of you, I mean, when I go and there's such um, warmth and such acceptance and such uh, love generated in these rooms, like we take everybody where they are, we take everybody doing the best they can do. Now, that's not to say that I don't sometimes know that the best thing that I can do is not watch three Law and Orders in a row. I mean, I, I mean, there's something, there's something in me that knows this is not my best behavior. But if I can say, all right, for whatever reason, that's what you did. I mean, you're not going to condemn yourself. You're, you're going to get the humor from it because. I don't know, maybe, maybe none of you have done that, but my, my sometimes my, my 
television watching, and, and just to reflect, because for 40 years, I, mean, I worked from when I was 13 until uh, 66 when I moved up here. And I'm actually, I'm playing 67, I'm going to be 67 just this next month. And I never stopped. And I, I, I think I've lost, I've completely lost where I was going with that, but it was a good point. <laughs> it was a really good point. Maybe one of the best ones I was ever going to make. Uh, I hope Nikki can recover for me. Oh, Lord. Well, see, that's, that's the way it is. That, that and being hot. Hot. All the time. So, I have to accept that my poor, poor, dear husband that I've been with for 37 years, who sleeps under sometimes three and four blankets a night, and I keep getting up and punching the air conditioner down, down, down. You know, when I went to find my clothes closet, you got to get the cool air circulating in this room. I mean, good Lord, it's... it's he said, I think it might be you. <laughs> um, I'll, I guess I want to stay on topic. Where is, where is the wonderful woman who asked me to speak? She said she was going to be in here, but maybe. Ah, there she is. All right. So, on topic. Ten minutes? Oh, my God. All right. All right. You know how it says in the serenity prayer that we accept the things that we cannot change and we change the things that we can. Like, I can, I can change some of the things that I can change. Like, I can say no to a second helping. But I literally cannot change the shape. No matter how many weights I lift, no matter how much, it's, it's over, folks. It's over for me. It's over for me. Now, I see, you know, many people in there that are 30 years younger than I am, and, and, and they are taking good care of their bodies. And many of those people are people that have come through this program. And they've, they've, they've adopted a different way of life. But I don't think there's anything as rewarding as accepting right where you are at any given moment. And I, what I've, I've been thinking about this topic uh, and thinking, you know, what could I possibly say? I, I think that what I really want to say is that with, without, left to my own devices, um, well, probably left to my own devices, I would still be uh, a maniac workaholic. That's probably what I would be. And I would have either killed myself off with speed, uh, and I'm, I'm only mentioning that because 
um, that's part of my con controlling days before OA. And and I would have I would have killed myself one way or another, and certainly I would have had an emotional death uh, long before I ever even hit 50. Because I'm, I I I got in later. I got in later, you know. And when I say later, uh, you know, 36. And I I think what I was going to say earlier, it came back to me, is is that if I'm starting at home, meaning, you know, like they say, peace begins within, you know, acceptance begins within also. And if I am accepting myself, okay, so time marching by this much, this is, this is the way it is. Sometimes you're ignored. Sometimes, sometimes you bite your lip again where you already bit it. And um, which I just did again. Um, you know how that goes when you bite it, and then you keep biting the place that you bit. And so, sorry. Um, now, just again, going off track. Oh, so if I'm accepting myself where I am, okay. I'm 67 years old. I've got, I've got a, I definitely have a life I would have never had without Overeaters Anonymous. I have. Um, a, a passion about the job that I do and I'm getting ready to return to doing. I, I have a ton more acceptance for all other people, whatever, whatever they're doing, however they're being, if I have some acceptance for myself. Now, I've always denied this. I mean, I've always, I've always thought, Oh, it's fine for you. It's, whatever you're doing is that's absolutely okay. But me, you know, I've got this 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 critical, self-condemning voice that is worse than and bad and wrong and and and, and, and inadequate. And, but I don't think that's the truth anymore. I think I do. I, I, I think my loving higher power wants me to be in acceptance of my age, my size, the bottled color of my hair, the uh, the what I do to to keep it looking like this, which is getting harder and harder to do. Um, uh, but the choices I've made, what I've learned, what I've learned here, how I can I, – I, I had two sponsors before my current sponsor, both of them older, 20 years older than I. Both of them died. Both of them died abstinently. The first sponsor, as some of you know here, was um, was somebody that when she died in the – um, early, early 90s, very early 90s, at 90, I guess, um, had the oldest, had the longest, longest abstinence in the world as we knew it. I mean, as we knew it from people that were reporting abstinences at the time. And she often said to me, people are always doing the best they can 
if they could do better. If they could do better, they would. They're not they're not intentionally going around to mess up. I mean, you know, to be to be ugly, hateful, hurtful. They're doing the best they can. And so are you, Jody. Because I I was always saying, Oh, I should have done that, should have done it, should've, should've, should've. So I can't say I should look younger, I should be, you know, full of and not need a nap and not, you know, I who I'm not in a contest. I'm not in a contest with anyone. I am Jody George, sixty seven years old, soon to be, and and I'm living, in, in my reflection of this many years, I'm living the absolute best life I can live because, as a guideline, I have this structure, this, this blueprint of admitting your mistakes, making your amends, all of the things that we're taught in here. I wouldn't have the life I have today, whether I'm 67 or if I make 87, without this program and what it's done for me. And I hope I've stayed on topic enough for those of you who turned out for this particular topic. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Okay, our next speaker is Nikki. Hi, my name is Nikki, and I'm a gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. Hi. Wow, what a gift to look out and see this sea of shining faces looking back. So I'm going to try to give you my best, because that's what you deserve. Uh, just to qualify for one moment, uh, I came into these rooms in 1994. Uh, worked a pretty good program for a number of years. And had some wonderful recovery, and then wandered out with amnesia. <laughs> um, and I wandered back. And so I'm going to talk about my wandering back. Um, and just to stay on topic, if I can, because I suffer from the same maladies. First, I want you all to see me, because this is me at 55. <coughs> This is me doing the best I can at 55. We're putting a new face on it. Everybody in here gets to put a new face on the middle years. Uh, for me, acceptance, there's two sort of categories of acceptance. Sort of, I think of it from my skin in and from my skin out. There's the whole category and issue of self-acceptance. And then how we function in the world in the middle years. Invisible? Sure we are. And gray, hair gray is sort of an analogy for that. We call it sometimes the foods that are in the gray area. <laughs> it's all about the gray. I decided to keep my gray hair as sort of a, a flag for my age. Who am I kidding if I color it? Am I not 55 anymore? Maybe I don't have the courage to try to be something I'm not, because I've, I shouldn't say courage. I've lived my life many years trying to be someone I'm not, and now I'm really feeling more free to be that. 
So from my skin in, acceptance. In 1972, I went to art school. And I don't any longer remember the class, but the final project for one class was called Inner and Outer Weather. And nobody knew what that meant. I'm sure the professor did. And off we all went, because it was a, a final. And everybody's project came back different. I had no idea what it meant. I did my project. I was very happy to get an A on it and pass the course. And it's taken me all these years to kind of understand the concept of inner and outer weather. There's all the noise that goes on inside every one of our heads. And then there's all that stuff that goes on in the outside world. So acceptance, for me, starts with reconciling the chatter in my own head. In, uh, let's see, after I wandered back into the program, and I'll tell you how that happened, got a phone call one day on my answering machine from a sponsoree that I hadn't seen in 10 years or something. And she says, is it you? Have I finally found you? I was so thrilled. And my dear Tara, sitting here, called me and said, let's meet for coffee, which we did a couple weeks later. And I looked at her and I thought, oh my God, she is glowing on fire. Now, she's a gorgeous woman, but there was something else going on. And I simply asked, what? But like a mad woman, like, what, what, tell me your secret. And she said, very calmly, just said, program. And not another word. Now, if this is a program of attraction, I was attracted to that. I wanted that glow. I wanted that radiance. Not necessarily the uh, youthfulness, but the energy that had gone from my life. I was in depression. I was about 30 pounds heavier. I was an isolator. I certainly never would wear a sleeveless <laughs> and I wandered back into program. Thank you, Tara. And I went to, uh, let's see, on um, April 23rd, 2006, I went to the Sunday women's meeting in Mountain View, my now home meeting. Thankfully, I haven't left this time. And I started my program of acceptance, accepting myself, because at midlife, I could hold on to the fantasy of where I thought my life should be and what I would think it should look like. I mean, after all, I've done all this stuff already. And the truth is that I was not living my fantasy life. And I could hear, almost audible, the sand going through the hourglass. I'm not getting a do-over. This is my life. And I have been in a dream for nearly 50 years. So becoming abstinent from sugar and flour helped to sort of sober my mind and start this process of reclaiming connection to myself. I didn't really have this language then, but I certainly had the desire. In June of the, uh, 2006, I went to the doctors. And I found out that I had uh, hypertension. I didn't know what that meant. Then he said I had high blood pressure, and I knew what that meant. I knew that's something old people get. So I just couldn't reconcile that. But some miracle happened for me. 
I actually heard the doctor say something he didn't say. I heard him say, you have a brain tumor and you're going to die. (laughs) That's how I heard his message. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has saved my life. Because how many times have you been told something, something you know, each one of you, that you choose to ignore? It's sort of that Monday mentality. I don't have another Monday left in me. I had a silent killer ticking inside of my body. That scared the crap out of me. So I had a brain tumor, and I didn't want to die. And the doctor was not very, it had no bedside manner. He was rather callous in, well, you have to lose weight. No doctor had already told me that before. And the way he did it was so cold. And you're going to have to be on medication, and you're going to have to change the way you eat, and you're going to have to exercise, and blah, 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 blah. Thank God he said all those things to me because I didn't want to die. So I took it very seriously. And I hope some of you will consider taking your health seriously too. Not a kid anymore. So I started taking the medication. I didn't want to, which is ironic. Having been a recreational drug user my entire life, (laughs) now I don't want to take medication. Because this is a crazy neighborhood. <laughs> but I did. I took the medicine. And then I started to exercise by walking. I had been a walker on and off for many years. And something really crazy happened one day. Doing my same walk that I did all the time. At lunchtime at work, I do about a three and a half mile loop. And one day I was walking and I heard God say, You're walking for the inside of you, not the outside of you. And I'd always walk before as a punishment. One fact, I don't like my body. I've got to, if I were thin, I would never exercise. And then I got it. It's for what I can't see. This is medicine for my life. And it changed the way I walk now. I walk with more joy. I listen to uh, spiritual CDs when I walk so I can hear the message. It's very grounding for me. I personally believe that exercise should be one of the tools. It doesn't matter the length of time. I didn't set myself up in the beginning. Oh, I've got to walk three days a week and it's got to be a half an hour, 45 minutes or else it doesn't count. Not interested in that. If I get up and move my body, I get a smiley face sticker on my calendar was not my suggestion, but I took it from someone else. And the first month, I had three stickers on the calendar. (laughs) Pretty cool. Next month, I had eight. Thank you. Now my calendar is covered with stickers because I take my high blood pressure medication. I take my spiritual medication. I take my emotional medication. I do what this program asks me to do. And it's ironic that it came from sort of a callous doctor. I love this quote. Just take the first step. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just the first step. It doesn't matter where you begin. It's only that you do begin. So 2007 rolls around, and I decide uh, I have New Year's resolutions. 
and I called it expand every 30 days. Every month I decided I was going to try something new. I have to accept where I am. That gives me leverage to move forward. Because now that I'm working in program recovery, I'm pretty clear I'm not moving backwards. I'm taking the action and the footwork necessary to move forward. So one month I picked something as innocuous as face washing. Now it seems kind of goofy, but I thought you just took a shower and the water hits your face and that's pretty much my beauty routine. So for 30 days, I went to different stores, I explored products, I talked endlessly to people. They're like, oh, there's that woman again. <laughs> Anybody who would talk, because I didn't know anything. And I want to educate myself. And I tried products and I, oh, she's returning them again. My ex calls it reverse shopping. <laughs> Famous for that. And then I finally found products that fit my uh, budget, natural ingredients, smelled good, felt good. And then I got into, oh, this is self-care. Exactly. Aha. Uh -huh. This was a component that was missing from my life. So as I moved towards self-loving, self-care is right there. So I did that for 30 days, and I'm happy to report that is still part of my everyday ritual. I tried things like yoga. I joined the Y. I went to three classes a week. I stayed for seven months. Go figure. Loved it. Um, I tried uh, drinking measured amounts of water for one month. I tried hiking. I tried different things to give myself a better opportunity at a healthier life moving forward. Because I feel like everything I do now is an investment in my future. Because I used to work with a woman my exact age, and every time she bent over, you could hear it. Uh, the groan, the ache. And I thought, I don't want to be a groaner. So I walk, I drink my water, I take my high blood pressure medication, which I might say that my numbers are very good and I will be cutting the dose back very shortly. My goal is to get off of it if it is possible. Uh, part of this acceptance for me is now turning negatives into positives. I had the classic negative talker in my head. Funny that it was my mother's voice. <laughs> it's a choice. And I have chosen not to be that person anymore. And it is amazing once you decide, bit by bit, how your life can change. And I get feedback every once in a while from people who say, oh, you're so upbeat, you're so positive. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that is true for me today. Uh, let's see. In January of 06, I was attacked by a dog. It was a horrible experience. I had no idea why I went through that. And it took about six months for the wounds to heal. I was an absolute victim. But I did not allow myself to be victimized. And I sued the people. Not because I'm too happy, but because I found my voice for all those times I didn't stand up for myself that I was a victim. And a year later, I was vacationing in Thailand. So maybe God has a sense of humor. <laughs> because from 
being attacked by a dog and for that moment having my world turned upside down to a year later experiencing another culture and a country. I rode on the head of an elephant. That's an experience I didn't think I would ever have. So I trust now that my higher power knows best. And then finding that voice started to open up my life in many categories. I've restored broken relationships by accepting I didn't do the best job, maybe, that I am capable of today. So my message really is about having a brain tumor. Do you want to die? I know I don't. So I take my program seriously. I'm taking it to the next level for myself. It is such an honor to be here today and speak about accepting. I, I want you to know that this lovely sheath I purchased at the boutique for $3 yesterday. <laughs> It is just such a blessing to not be in the food, to be middle-aged. Nobody told me. Nobody told me what it was going to be like. But here I am nonetheless. And I want to shine my light for other people who are behind me and those who are ahead of me. Because we're all moving in the same direction, just at a different speed. But we all deserve to go there graciously. Self-hatred is really indulgent. Self-hatred is really indulgent. There are people who are suffering that need our help. I missed going to so many events because my thighs were too big and I was too fat. Wah, wah, wah. I missed an opportunity to live my life. I don't want to miss any more opportunities. So this year's uh, New Year's resolutions are intentional exercise and taking risks. Uh, more emotionally based risks, although there have been some physical challenges. And I kind of think that I'm Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. I can go home anytime I want. This program is the Ruby Red Slippers, and we can go home to God anytime we remember to. Washing the dishes, folding the laundry, carrying groceries in from the car. There's always time to be grateful. There's always time to remember there's no place like home. And OA is that place for me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the basket basket, is it anywhere? Can we get it back up here? And... Um, We, I will draw questions from the Ask It Basket for up to 10 minutes, and we will ask our speakers to answer them. Okay, this is for Nikki. Oh, it's just a nice thing to say to you. Nikki, you are an inspiration. Thank you for speaking today. And this is for both of you. Have you noticed that your once flat stomach sticks out now? Why is that? <laughs> Thank you. 
I can't speak on that because I don't have a flat stomach. Nor do I, um, but I will say that I did at one time have a flat stomach, and um, and some of that was because I was on speed for 12 years, and you, know, you can have a really flat stomach because you're exercising and you're going and doing. But I, I would say part of the the muscles in my stomach having. Um, had two boys, one of them, um, well, two boys by natural birth and one boy by adoption. Um, I, I think the muscles are stretched to a point just like people have stretch marks. They're, they're irreversible. They, they, they don't go away. Um, but I'm, I'm not so ashamed of the fact that my stomach sticks out. I mean, I, I, I guess it's not a priority today, anyway, for me to do the kinds of sit-ups and the kinds of gym work, which I, I'm not a gym person at all. I'm a, I'm a walker like Nikki. I mean, I, that's what all I've ever done. Uh, but to that would have to be a real priority, and I've got so many other priorities that are higher than that. But I can understand if it's a, if it's a problem with you, there, there's probably, whoever asked this question, there's probably some action you can take if you're willing to make it, you know, uh, commit to it. I don't know if that was helpful or not. <laughs> if you are in a non-accepting place about something, what do you do? Well, I think I always start out in that place. Um, I have the ability now to actually hear what's going on inside my head. So for me, if I'm not accepting, I've been at least around long enough to know it. It has to do with me. I want it to be you, but those fingers are pointing back at me. So I will either speak about it, write about it, call somebody about it, uh, usually reading is very helpful for me. Anything that helps you to get out of yourself, service is, of course, the ideal solution to all of our problems. So for me, it's just action. This is a program of verbs, and I try to use them. Thanks. I, I think the only thing I would add to that, uh, but it's a very comprehensive answer, I, I think Specifically what I do when I am in non-acceptance is I, I work the first three steps on it because if it's acceptance like my height, the color of my eyes, uh, uh, you know, something that I am truly powerless over, it's a fact, it's a, it's a reality, it helps me to admit my powerlessness over something that I cannot change. So if I'm in non-acceptance, I, I have to really ask, 
Is this something I'm powerless over? Or is this something that I can do something about? And then, you know, following Nikki's response, then I, I get into action to move toward acceptance, especially if it's something I'm powerless over. How do you find the willingness and courage to downscale your food plan when you are physically unable to exercise the way you did when you were younger? Well, one of the things in this pamphlet, uh, this, this, what this whole conference has been built around, is that together we can change, or together we, together we can. And I think, honestly, when I think of all the meetings I've attended and all the stories I've heard and all the courage and hope and inspiration I have received from people that are doing things that they shouldn't be able to do, you know, but they're doing it anyway, I think, well, if they can, so can I. And so that's how I sometimes say, is this really an impossibility? I mean, is this, is this really, can I do a little bit better today or can I do a little bit more, if it's, it's about exercising particularly? And I, I don't think of, I'm, I'm kind of like Nikki, I don't think about exercise as work anymore. I think about it as being out in nature, I think about it. It's, it's not a. It's not a. It's not something I'm going to complain about. It's. It's something I'm going to enjoy because I'm having a walk. I'm not running. You know. I'm not going for the U.S. Olympics. I'm. I'm just going to take a walk. But I think if I can get it down to some kind of size, and know that other people are doing it that have much greater difficulties than I do. It, it gives me hope and inspiration to do it. Okay, and this is our last one. How do you make yourself feel better about our wrinkly skin? <laughs> Denial. <laughs> I just don't choose to focus on it. I'm more interested in the positive things that I'm going through. Um, Christian Northrup says they're not hot flashes, ladies. They're power surges. It's, it's all about reframing. You know, we are going to be losing our hair. I'm so thrilled to know we'll be shrinking a quarter of an inch a decade. <laughs> Uh, so there's just changes that, that our bodies are going through, and wrinkles are part of it, age spots, hair on the face, you know, that's attractive. But I rather choose to focus on the positive, that when I am in service to another human being, it doesn't matter if my hair is thinning. If I am in service to you, it doesn't matter if I'm X number of pounds overweight. So wrinkles, reality. Uh, I'm not really interested in uh, altering myself. I used to want to have eyelid surgery because <laughs> my eyelids were like so hanging down you couldn't see my eyes. 
Well, once they gave up the salt, it wasn't a problem anymore. So wrinkles, baggy skin, we're human. I guess if I were interested in investing more energy into being the wonderful human being that I am, rather than looking at, I mean, good Lord, I'm not even five feet tall. So I'm thinking, wasn't I lucky that my higher power put me in this package? Because there's somebody else wishing they were almost five feet tall. It is now time to close this session. Let's thank our speakers and all who have done service for this session. And now would you please stand and join hands as we close with the always promise, I put my hand in yours. <laughs>